You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with Brian Hokar, MLB.com Yankees reporter. And, man, the Yankees have been busy. They were busy right before these winter meetings started, and it has continued here, and they've kind of stolen the show. We're recording this on Wednesday. No big moves yet, so I'm still expecting one, but, but they certainly owned Monday and Tuesday. Let's start with Monday. Giancarlo Stanton was here taking up the entire hallways of the uh, the Swan and Dolphin here in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. But but to be able to bring him down here and have him go through the, the ringer of the press conferences and then a couple of other things, they kind of were able to stick their chest out a little bit, weren't they, the Yankees? Yeah, it's fun for them. I, I think it's been a while since the Yankees have actually been at the podium. You know, uh, The past few winter meetings, they've had stuff that they've worked on here and laid the groundwork. But to bring in the big prize acquisition, Stanton, you, you parade him in front of the national media, get the photo ops there. He, he's standing in front of the screen. Um, he, he took a couple parting shots at the Marlins on his way out the door, but uh, I came away with the impression He's very happy to have been traded to a contending team, a team that's ready to win now. That was what he wanted when he listed the four teams he would go to. Um, I mean, this is a guy who has played a lot of losing seasons in Miami. He's excited to get to a scene where the ballpark is going to be packed, where people are going to be thrilled about what's going on, and he's going to have that in New York this summer. Said all the right things, doesn't care where he plays, doesn't care where he hits. He's just happy to be a part of this team. So let's talk about where he will play and where he will hit. Um, Aaron Judge was very good at, in the two-hole last year. Seems like at this point with Giancarlo Stanton on the roster, no reason to change that, right? And you have three big righties with those two and Sanchez. So how do you see that breaking down? Uh, you know, Aaron Boone said that he would not be hesitant to hit them all three back to back to back. I, I think that he's probably going to work in a lefty there to break things up. You've got Greg Bird as well. Uh, Didi Gregorius can hit for power. I, I think that you can spread that around a little, but I, I don't have any problem with Judge and Stanton hitting back to back. I mean, that is just a nightmare for opposing pitchers. Uh, I can tell you, especially a left-handed pitcher, I wouldn't want to face them. I mean, I think that uh, that is going to be a massive power show. And the one thing that really impressed me last year with Judge was his ability to take a walk. He wasn't chasing a whole lot out of the zone. I mean, I know he went into that six-week tailspin where he did, but uh, for the most part, he wasn't afraid to take a walk and pass the baton, especially with Stanton hitting behind him. Uh, that is a really dangerous setup, and I think it's something Aaron Boone's really going to look at. It's scary when you think back to the All-Star game in Miami and the Home Run Derby, and you had Sanchez knock yeah. out Stanton, and then Judge mm -hmm. wins the thing, and now they're all in the same lineup. It's frightening for, for really everybody in that division. And talking to the other teams, the writers from the other teams in that division, other than the Red Sox, mm -hmm. you almost got the feeling that it almost changed their outlook a little bit. I mean, you didn't hear anything about Manny Machado trade rumors, and then that happened, and now you hear it. It seems like a big move like this has impacted the entire American League East. Yeah, I think it has to, and and I've heard people talking about the Yankees as now favorites in the American League East, and this is a team, remember, they only won 91 games last year. They were not expected to contend, so we all made a big deal about it, and it was very surprising. They're, they were ahead of schedule, but this was a wild card team last year, not a division winner. Boston won the division. Uh, does getting Stanton and putting him in the heart of that lineup, put them over the top and make them now the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak. Um, I, I think you have to put them right there. Uh, I, there's certainly more that Brian Cashman wants to do. They're setting their goals on a starting pitcher. They ha now have a couple holes in the infield to figure out. But I, I think you put that lineup up and down, one through nine, you match that against any in the game, I think you take your chances with that. You mentioned the openings in the infield, and yeah. one big reason is the trade that they pulled off on uh, the next day here, and that's Chase Headley goes to San Diego, along with Brian Mitchell, they get Jabari Blash back, but the key to that 
doesn't really have anything to do with Jabari Blash. It's $13 million on Headley's contract that they were able to send away as they try to get under that luxury tax despite having Stanton's contract. Right, and that was a big avenue for Hal Steinbrenner. He wanted to see a path to 197 to get under that, reset it, and you know, take a run at the, the offseason next year. It doesn't necessarily mean the Yankees are always going to be under, but this was their opportunity. It's right here, right in front of them, to, to reset that luxury tax. They've been paying millions upon millions for years now. Um, Hal Steinbrenner's tired of it. So I think uh, if he can get a one year where he doesn't have to cut a check like that, he's going to do it. Uh, by moving Headley, they, they have about $30 million to play with here. And as we said, they're seeking a starting pitcher. Uh, you now have a couple infielders to plug in, but uh, it's a little looser now for Brian Cashman than it looked a day or so ago. There's more flexibility there. We've heard plenty of talk about CeCe, his desire to come back. The Yankees obviously love this guy. Hey, in the postseason, he ended up being their best guy there down the stretch uh, in big games in the playoffs. So that's a possibility. But you also hear rumors about bigger deals like trading for a guy like Garrett Cole, that kind of thing. What route do you think they take? It makes a lot of sense that they're going to kick the tires on the trade market. And there's some uh, very interesting guys out there. Cole, as you mentioned, Patrick Corbin with the Diamondbacks is somebody they've touched base on. Uh, I think they're going to engage both the trade front and the free agent market. But to me, Sabathia makes too much sense not to come back. I, I know he's 37 years old, but this is where he wants to play. He wants to be in New York. Uh, his family lives very close to Yankee Stadium in New Jersey. I don't think he wants to uproot and go finish his career somewhere else. I know he's met with the Blue Jays. He's met with the Angels. Uh, those make sense kind of to me I think the the Angels make sense he's a California guy uh, Toronto makes less sense to me but you know we'll see I, I think that the Yankees and CeCe Sabathia it's working very well he's reinvented himself he pitched very well last season I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't come back to New York all right they need a third baseman too now Chase Headley's gone um Todd Frazier was there briefly. He maybe wants more than one year, and, and you'd think they don't really want to go multiple years with that spot maybe, but what do you think about that third base hole? I'd be surprised if Frazier comes back for just one year. Um, it would have to be a very lucrative deal, I think, to entice him for that. You know, maybe there's a situation where he's still hanging out there in January and you go get him, but I don't sense that his market's going to wait that long. I think there's a lot of interest in him from around the league. So I, I think that uh, the Yankees are looking at a situation here where they can plug a lot of different guys in at third base, you could roll with Miguel Andujar, who they think very highly of. He had that one big game in Chicago when he came up and got a bunch of hits and went right back to the minors. But, I mean, this guy's bat can play in the big leagues, I think. His glove has shown some improvement. There were questions about it last year. But I think this is a guy who they could plug in there. Glaber Torres is their top prospect, too. And I, I think that what they're going to do with him, you might start him a little slower. He's coming off surgery. But this is a guy who could play second or third for you. Uh, maybe he starts the year in the minors. But I think by May 1st, he's probably in New York. Yeah, he's a guy, obviously it's Tommy John surgery, but it was on his non-throwing right. arm and he's not a pitcher, so it's a completely different situation right. than if you have a pitcher go down with Tommy John surgery. Um, that said, it felt like he was playing so well the last couple of years in the minors, flying up that system, mm -hmm. that he was going to be ready to go late last season and maybe a factor on a team that was in the race. Um, if he hadn't gotten injured, I mean, would we be talking about the fact that maybe they traded Castro because there was nowhere to play him? You know, I hadn't considered that possibility, but yeah, I mean, that ill-fated uh, ill slide in the home plate probably changed the course of his whole year, and, and the Yankees here, too. I, I think that he was very close, uh, days, if not weeks, away from being called up, and I, I know I was talking to Tim Nehring, uh, the assistant to uh, Brian Cashman, and he said that when he went through Trenton, he said... 
hey, this Taurus kid, he's ready for my position whenever you want. Call him up whenever you want. They promoted him to AAA. He only played a few games at AAA, then he got hurt. But he was definitely on the fast track to the big leagues. You would have seen him in New York if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo, our pipeline guys, absolutely love him. He's been in the top two or three prospects for, for over a year now, and he's going to be close. Great stuff, Brian. All right, thank this, you, Tim. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.